welcome to another C3 Church Rockingham podcast. For more information about C3 Rockingham, please visit www.c3r.org.au. Listen, um, as I said before, I've got two things going on on the inside of me, but I want to share with you uh, a thought that kind of was birthed three weeks ago. I was ministering at a conference and uh, uh, sometimes you want to get into the mind of a prophetic person and and you can have pre-planned things and whatnot, but God often interrupts thoughts. And while the worship was going on, it was pregnant. The atmosphere was kind of full. And uh, I was on my face before the presence of the Lord and I I started to hear these words and I initially rebuked them (laughs) because I thought this doesn't sound right. But then they started to get stronger and clearer on the inside of me. And Jesus said to me, I'm about to become unfamiliar to my church. I'm about to become unfamiliar. Now, my first, uh, and there's an exclamation mark after this, was what? But hang on, Jesus, you want to become known. You want to become revealed. The role of the church is to reveal you. Your whole heartbeat is to make yourself known, to glorify the Father, and that's the work of the Holy Ghost. And then he began to kind of stir in me this quote. And I started to write it down on, on, the, on, the, uh, on the front row. And this is all before I'm about to get up and speak. And he said, Peter, I want to become, well, this is, this is, I want you to grab this. We've got to become unfamiliar with what we've become familiar with. We've got to also become familiar and acquainted with with what we're unfamiliar with. And that started to activate something on the inside of me, and I hope it does today with you, that if we respond accurately to that statement, it's gonna stir up in us a passion and an appetite to start to seek beyond what we've known, to seek and to move beyond what we have been seeing, to move into a new place of fresh hunger and thirst for the unfamiliar parts of Jesus. I wanna say this to you. If we think that we have discovered the fullness of Christ, we're in dangerous ground. Of His fullness, we have all received as the church, but we're on a journey of unpacking that fullness. And I felt the Holy Ghost say to me, son, I'm gonna send people into your life. I'm gonna send books into your life that formerly in seasons past, you would not have read and you would not have listened to these people that would come into your life because they're gonna carry a different aspect of me that formerly you would have rejected. And I wanna speak to the church and I wanna say to you today, it is not the enemy that is stopping the progress and the advance of God's kingdom and the ultimate harvest at the end of the age that He wants to bring in, but it is our paradigms, it is our thinking and the way we are so prone to become comfortable with what we know and we build around that. There's an old ancient Japanese proverb and it says this, when the winds of change are blowing, people do two things. They either build a wall or they build a windmill. And God wants the church right now in this season, in this time to start, leaders to start to move towards building a windmill. What does a windmill windmill do? It harnesses the power of the winds of change. And change is all around us. We're enveloped with it. But in the midst of that, let me tell you, 
God is in the midst of darkness. God is in the midst of chaos. God is in the midst of the fears you go through. God is in the midst of the politicians. God is in the midst of the church. God is in the midst of the prostitutes. He is all and He is in all. And He never stops working and carrying out His intended purpose. But unfortunately, we as a church, we have been prone in history to build walls of resistance to change. Therefore, sometimes it takes a crisis. Sometimes it takes things to go on in the earth. These earthquakes that are happening right now, God is also working them. They're not God sent, but He is using them. And He's calling us as a church to start to build a windmill and harness His breath, harness His voice, harness His wisdom. Let me take you back in time to one of the most peculiar 40-day periods after the death of Jesus. Not a lot's taught about it. Not a lot of preachers preach about it. But I'm interested in all that stuff. And when you look at that 40-day block of Jesus on earth, there was some wild stuff. He was presented differently. His ministry had changed and His function had changed. The people He was ministering with were some of the ancient old guys that were walking the earth before Him in the old covenant days. And there was some wild stuff going on, but you've got to come into the context. Come with me. If you're listening right now, come with me to this place as I unpack this. 40 days, the church is in chaos. It's experiencing crisis. It's just witnessed the crime of their rabbi. And in their hearts, the narrative that they had in their heart was that Jesus was gonna bring and lead them to a place of one of the greatest victories of overflowing Rome, of setting up a natural kingdom and they would rule with Him and they would run with Him in the cause of Father God's kingdom advance. And the opposite happened. The narrative had changed. Jesus is crucified, tortured, brought before leaders that they thought He, in their minds, would rule one day. And the story in their mind, in the midst of this chaos, in the midst of this crisis, in the midst of what is happening, they are confused, they are perplexed, they don't have an understanding fully of what is taking place. So you've got to understand the church of that day were in the midst of a crisis. But Jesus, He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. And that holds true in the midst of whatever adversity you may be facing today. And on a larger scale, what the earth is going through right now, we are in, we have been in the midst of great crisis, great winds of change enforced upon us. But I wanna unpack something more and more to you this morning, and that is getting acquainted with an unfamiliar Jesus. Come with me, if you would, to John chapter 20 and verse 17. You gotta understand that Mary was one of the closest to Jesus. She loved Jesus. She's the one that had several demons cast out of her. And the Bible says that she goes to the tomb expecting Him to be there. Hello. And He is not where she thought He would be. How many times in our journey do we approach Jesus in the midst of hardship? Let me tell you, the wilderness that we go through is necessary. 
The sufferings we go through are necessary. Paul said, I don't wanna know Him just in the glory of, 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 of what He can do for me, but I wanna know Him in the fellowship of His sufferings. They suck, but they're important because it's not until we go through the wilderness experience do we sometimes really know what our operating system is. It brings to the surface what's in us. All the church, the buttons are being pushed. Everything's going off on the inside of them. And Mary comes expecting Him to be there. And she sees to her right, a guy that she believes is a gardener. And here's what Jesus says to her, where she cries out and says, where is Jesus? Where is Jesus? And that's what a lot of people are saying today. I would, have, I would be a rich man just in the last three months, the people I've counselled, even leaders that are saying, what's going on? Where is Jesus? And what she thought was the gardener, listen to this. And she said to, sorry, Jesus said to Mary, do not hold me for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead, go instead to my brothers and tell them I'm ascending to your Father and my Father. I'm changing address. I'm moving position. I'm not staying where you thought I would stay. Now you've got to understand, come and appreciate Mary's situation. She didn't expect Jesus to be crucified. She's rocked up to the tomb. It's bad enough that He has been crucified and now He's gone. Come on, come on. And this is God that loves us, cares for us, is the great shepherd. Come on, guys. Mary is flabbergasted. She reaches in to the familiar spaces of wanting to embrace Him. She's a cuddler. She's a hugger. And she goes in for the hug. She goes in for the love. And Jesus says, don't hold me. Because I'm transitioning, I'm moving. In other words, to paraphrase that statement, we can say this, Mary, you can't hold on to what you had before in me. Mary approached Jesus as we often do, expecting to encounter Him the way we had before and He has moved. Jesus will go anywhere to find you, but He will not remain in the same place that He found you in order to keep you. And that's the key for us to progress forward in the life and the calling that God has called us to. Here's the words of Jesus to His first church, the disciples. Not come over to my house, let's get to know each other. Let's do a connect group and we'll cook a bit of lamb on the barbie and we'll hang out and I'll share my mission and my mandate. Jesus comes along and points His finger to Peter and says, follow me. Indicating this, if you're going to follow me, there's movement, motion and change. The first words to His church were, follow me indicating that He is always going to be moving forward. And we as a church need to understand that right now, above any other time, it is pregnant for opportunity for us to capture the things that have become unfamiliar to us because the familiar has built a wall of comfort around us and we've got to get back into the shed, start building the windmills in order to capture the breath of God, get on our face, come together as leaders and start to cry out with all of our heart and say, I know what I can do. I can default right now and I can run this church, I can run this business, I can run this organisation. But in 
coming to that place of being postured in prayer, the Holy Ghost will begin to envelop you and show you what you need to become freshly acquainted with. The winds of change are upon us. We've become so accustomed and so familiar with the type of Jesus, but Jesus is moving us to a new place. I know that God has taken me out of this country over the last 28 years to many nations. We used to travel 13 nations a year as we were itinerating. And then the Holy Ghost spoke to me one time and Christine in South Africa after a conference and said, I want you to slow down and I want you to move from being a blessing prophet to a building prophet. And I wanna teach you something. And so we started to slow down in the schedule that we had ahead of us and we started to ask the Holy Ghost, even though this is unfamiliar to us, we don't know the way forward, show us. And all I got was the word Cambodia. And so this is about 21 years ago. And the word Cambodia kept coming up. Now, three weeks, I'm cutting a long story short. A friend of mine um, whom I'd ministered with in Singapore said, I'm going to Cambodia for the first time. Do you want to come? And I said, hello. So we're on the plane going to Cambodia. When I stepped into Cambodia, I met a Jesus I hadn't seen before. Now, I've been to India, Nepal, America, all over the nations of the earth. But that was the zone that Jesus, let me tell you, We've planted several churches over there and plenty of works. But the reality is I look back and say, Cambodia changed me because I got acquainted with a Jesus that they showed me that I had not been acquainted with. And God will send us to spaces, to places and to meet people. And if we are really open, if we're not a wall, but we are a windmill, we will hear. Let me tell you, I'm reading stuff now that would have freaked me out doctrinally, but it's expanding my understanding, my worldview. And we as a church, we've got to begin to open up. He is uh, bigger than what we think. <laughs> he is more than what we have discovered. And we need to begin to create space right now for Him. We're not throwing away, in this message, I want you to back up a minute. We're not throwing away everything but we're taking the treasures of what are valid for the journey in moving forward. But we're also expecting, anticipating and creating a culture that is seeking right now the things that we need to be meeting, the things that we need to be encountering in God that we maybe would not have been prepared to encounter before. And so all of a sudden out of that 40 days of chaos in the midst of it, you've got two disciples in Luke, I believe it is, as I start to come to close, which is a miracle for me. But Luke 24, you've got two disciples that have left Jerusalem. Jerusalem is the mud pit of chaos, but they thought it was gonna be the kingdom where the king would establish his kingdom and he would rule from. They're leaving Jerusalem and they're on the road to Emmaus. It's about a seven mile journey. Remember, we're talking about unfamiliar Jesus. And it's a beautiful passage. Two years ago, the Lord gave me a word and said, my church is about to come on the road to Emmaus back to the table. Coming out of all, a lot of the clutter and the, the stuff that we've been engaged in and to the simple reality, it's just Jesus. It's Jesus when we began and it's Jesus when we finish. And that seems so like even generic to us in the church, but that's it, that's it. And their minds, these two disciples, in their minds, their, their, their world has been turned upside down and Jesus is walking with them along the journey, asking them questions, dialoguing, they're expressing their pain. 
You see, they're walking away from their five-year plan. They're walking away from their ministry mandate, they thought. They're walking away from, from a lot of the story that they were engaged in. And He is walking away with them. And sometimes God calls us out of familiar spaces to walk away from what religion has made us say, this is God and it's not. We're about to witness an evangelism in the earth that will, 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 will everything else that has gone before in terms of evangelism is, is gonna pale and be insignificant. There is a dynamic move of evangelism that is breaking forth in the earth right now. Those that are really, those evangelists that have been building, seeking, fasting, praying, pushing in and building their life to be a windmill. I'm telling you what, God is gonna begin to turn whole cities upside down, regions upside down. Hey, God, God is in the midst of this reset and these guys are on this journey. And I wanna leave this last thought with you in regards to Jesus' statement in John 20 and verse 17, it was this, Mary, you can't hold on to me, but here is my mandate for you in the immediate. Go and tell my brothers that I'm moving to your father and my father. Or paraphrase that, go and tell my brothers, go and tell the church, go and tell those that have really got a heart in 2020 to listen that I've changed locations and I'm moving in a different way than what you expected. And if you're willing, if you're willing, come with me. If you're willing, come with me. It might not be where you thought it would be. It might not be where you thought He would be moving and He might not manifest with the people you thought He would manifest with. So what's our response? Father, forgive me for becoming over familiar with You. Jesus, forgive me for becoming over familiar with You, over familiar with the, the, the beauty of what we call church, becoming familiar with God in the community, God in our leaders. You see where dishonour comes in or where familiarity starts to grip our hearts, we start to dishonour. And honour breaks open the capacity to receive. And when we speak down at somebody, when we speak against somebody, we're dishonouring and we're breaking the channel of connection that we once had. And so God wants to reopen those wells. God wants to reopen those spaces. Forgive us, Father, for becoming so familiar and comfortable with the practices that we've engaged in and the teachings I wanna to say to you by the Word of the Lord, and this is gonna upset some people, but let me tell you this, some of the teachings we've had are just an echo of the past. Eschatology needs to be turned upside down. We've got people wanting to escape the earth to go to heaven, and that is a false demonic doctrine. And I wanna, in the next service, share a message with you that I'm actually on fire and pregnant with that I believe is a message that has to be brought back to the church again. But I wanna encourage you today, those of you who are listening, those of you who are there with me today, have you become familiar? Have you become so accustomed and so traditionalised without really knowing it that the space that you're in right now, 
you know, you, you, you're just so comfortable with Jesus and God and the Bible and all that sort of stuff. And you need to come back to the space and say, I wanna move with you. I wanna walk with you. I wanna, I wanna journey with you into the unfamiliar. And I wanna become familiar with what was once unfamiliar. It's called growth. It's called growth. The sign of a healthy person is visit them three years later and say, what's your doctrine? Because if it's still the same, I'm not saying you throw everything out. We build foundations and we ride upon the next and we move to the next. We build a foundation and we move on. But unfortunately, what we do is we dress it up differently and call it the new thing and it's just the next thing. God is calling us as a people to become freshly acquainted with Him, an unfamiliar Jesus, an unfamiliar Jesus. Just stand to our feet. Father, we thank You and honour You for everybody that is tuned in to this time right now. The church we know, Father, has been designed to be on the edge to be the forerunner of all things. And we ask, Lord God, right now that the journey that You want us individually and corporately to engage in, that we would have the courage to say yes. Friends, that's going to mean that you've got to let go of stuff. Paul said, I count everything in the past as rubbish, but I'm reaching forward. It's like a, an athlete that crosses the line. I'm reaching forward. I'm letting go of the things that are no longer valid for this journey towards the unfamiliar. Let the Spirit of the Lord begin to touch your hearts and your minds this morning. This is the end of the podcast. For more information about C3 Rockingham, please visit www.c3r.org.au or call us on 9524 5055.